This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 221. Where a retreat really is a fantastic stepping stone is when you want to start moving up to higher ticket programs. Because anytime you can attach an in-person component to a coaching program or a mastermind or something, something else or a training that's otherwise online, you can charge more money for it. And if you're attaching it already to another program, you're also filling it by default. So that's a fantastic way to do it. But you can also start lower, lower end and do like a three day uh, retreat. You could do that locally or regionally uh, before you jump up to something that's high end or overseas, you know, go in baby steps, but start lower and then test the waters and let that be the next step of going deeper with the clients that you already have. Because it's easier to sell folks into a retreat if they already know you, like you, and trust you than picking someone off the street and putting something that high ticket and intimate in front of them. It's just, it works better for everybody concerned, including you as the facilitator. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is awesome to have you here as we are looking into new possibilities for 2021. Changes are happening. Things are impacting our work life, our home life. And it's just perfect timing for my guest today because we are going to be talking about a unique possibility to offer in your services to your clients in the way of doing retreats with your clients. Now, the reason why we've named the show today, Are You Retreat Ready? is because my guest, Tamara Golden, is going to help us understand where retreats might possibly fit in the services that we offer to our clients. And the concept of are you retreat ready is where are you at in your business and how can you strategically think about the offering of retreats as potentially a upsell or a exclusive offering that you can provide as a way to continue the relationships that you build with your clients and offer something that is special and unique for them. Now, my guest today is Tamara Golden. She's the owner, founder, and CEO of Journey Work Retreats. Journey Work Retreats is a full-service retreat strategy and planning company. So Tamara takes her unique experience of being a certified coach, as well as a travel and event planning expert. And she has put them together to create this retreat and strategy planning company that operates across the United States, as well as worldwide. She offers 
do-it-yourself courses all the way through done-for-you services in that whole concept of supporting entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, transformation leaders to craft custom retreats that grow their brand and accelerate outcomes for their clients. Because that's really what retreats are about. They're a way to create that transformational experience for your clients in a unique way, in a really concentrated, focused time together with special bells and whistles. So in my time together with Tamara, we're going to talk about what do you need to be thinking about in a strategic way if you are considering that maybe retreats, whether they are a weekend away in your community or across the world with your clients, what do you need to be thinking about to make that a successful add to your business. I'm super excited to introduce you to Tamara. We have lots of fun. We go to exotic places and really look at what Tamara brings forward. And she gives us such good food for thought. So let's go to my interview with Tamara Golden. Tamara, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is awesome to see you, and I'm super excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Meg, thanks so much for having me here, and I am also excited because you know I love this topic, the topic of retreats. Exactly, so let's have some fun together. I have a feeling that by the time uh, all you listeners get to the end of the show, you're going to be having some fun too. So let's start with what in the world brought you to the place of this is going to be what I do for as a business owner, I'm going to work with other business owners to offer retreats to their clientele. What what was that all about? (laughs) Well, you know what, I, I won't divulge my age, but I will say it's nice to get to a certain point in life where you kind of look back and you look at all the different breadcrumbs, you know, all the different experiences that you've gathered and, and the, the skill sets that you've garnered. And you go, oh, now it all makes sense. Well, to me, finding retreats was that like, aha, kind of moment. And uh, with the clouds part and the the choirs of angels sing. So because it really, truly was a marrying of, I, I had 20 years of experience as a life and career coach. I've always been about personal development, getting people to their goals, uh, you know, and that led me, of course, my life coaching certification I did led me on a whole like spiritual uh, deepening kind of uh, journey. So I'm, I'm, that's kind of where my heart is, is in that personal growth, personal development, transformation space. Mm-hmm. And then from that, from coaching, I actually made a leap into the travel world, the travel industry. And so I'm also, I'm in addition to being a certified coach, I am a licensed seller of travel, which is a really unique, funky kind of combination. But where it leads me is to being in the perfect place to facilitate mm-hmm. retreats for other entrepreneurs. Because here's what I'm do- here to do with the retreats. For me, the retreats are just a means to an end. They're a powerful platform for me to do two things. Help people grow their business. Mm-hmm and help them do the deeper work they're here to do with their clients. And a retreat is just the most beautiful 
coming together of those two things. And that that's what I'm here to do is to really support the coaches, the healers, the transformation leaders out there to really help them grow their business and help them do those deep dives with their clients. So, so good. And I, I love what you said about the journey that you've been on because the listeners, every single one of us have been on our own journey. I don't think anybody woke up and were like, oh, I'm a coach today. And, and I don't come from all these different, you know, there's all these different paths that bring us to what we do. And, and your blending of your special sauces, your talents to, to create this perfect blend is, is, I hope, gives inspiration to people who are listening who think, I have so many different things that I love to do. Well, get creative. And, and what does that look like? So when we think about creating retreats as a and one thing to help build business and to do that deeper work, two powerful things. We today are going to talk about how to get retreat ready because folks, you don't just wake up and say, you know what? I think I'll do a retreat for my clients and boom, there you go. No, Tamara is here to help us understand what do we do with that mindset on this being a a wonderful possible opportunity in your business to build your business. It's not the beginning or the end. It's sort of a piece of. So I'm throwing it to you. What do we need to consider when to get retreat ready? Okay. Well, let me, I'm going to start with the basics. I'm going to move up from there. All right. The two things that you really need. Okay. The two things that you really need are some clients and some teaching material. Okay, that, like bare bones minimum, if you don't have those two things, but those that's, that's really at the basics, what you need for a retreat, because a retreat is taking people away to a beautiful destination. Hopefully, you know, this is why I'm all about in person retreats, because the one thing we can't do with virtual is leave the, 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 the house. So right. when we get back to leaving the house again, you know, it's to get you away from that, um, all your distractions take you into a place where you can really concentrate and focus on guess what? the teaching material that the facilitator is going to be delivering because without the teaching content, it's just a vacation. I'm very, very clear with my coaches. Like they are there for the wonderful experience and the beautiful destination and maybe the gorgeous venue that you've, che- that you've picked out, but make no mistake about it. The reason they've put down money is because they want to be there with you to learn from you that wisdom, those gifts, that healing, whatever it is that you're, whatever you bring to the table, it is your gift to share. They're there for that. So the teaching material and the clients. So they want a transformation. You are, otherwise they could invest and go off somewhere on their own or whatever. So when we think about, and when all of you think about, okay, I've got the clients and I've got the teaching material. Let's, gosh, so many questions are going on in my mind and I don't want to go in the wrong direction for you. So I'll throw some things out there and you take it in the direction that you want to. First, my thought about the teaching materials is that several of the clients that I've worked with lately have been sort of teaching people by fire hose. So what I've been trying to tell them is to be selective. And and I would think that that creates sort of the same thing around a retreat to get purposeful about your content. But that might not be the place that you want to go. You might want to talk more about clients. So where do you want to take No, I love where you're going with this because let's talk about this. This is one of the other things that is not only going to help you be retreat ready if we go to kind of that next step, but it's going to help you sell the retreat and it's going to help you make the retreat 
profitable and impactful because you want all the above. I mean, as a business owner, um, people want it to be, they want it to be profitable. They want it to be, uh, they want to fill it easily, but they want it to be impactful. They don't want to have people show up and take their money and then not give them a, deli- you know, a quality product. A lot of people are worried about that. So how do you do all of that? So the next step beyond having some clients and some teaching material is to think very strategically about where and how you embed the retreat into your business, into your current profit, uh, current programs, or maybe your future offerings that you're considering. Where does it line up? Is it part of a coaching program or a mastermind? Is it a standalone upsell from or to another high ticket program that you're offering. So that needs to really be thought through very carefully because that's going to help you fill it organically. It's going to help you put it in front of the right clients at the right time when they're ready for the content and they're ready for the price point. And that really, again, is what helps you fill it more easily. It also helps inform the content. And here's what I want to say to you because people got get really hung up about this. So like, oh my God, how can I go off for three or four or five days and have that much content to share with people? And here's what you, your, your listeners need to understand. You're only teaching during a retreat two to four hours a day max. So you can relax about that. You drip the information to them over time. You think that through strategically so that you build toward that transformation. And that, friends, is how you put together an impactful retreat. Awesome. Can we talk a little bit more about the path? So you work with business owners all the time to do this. What are some of those paths towards a retreat? I've got all sorts of things going on in my mind, including the sort of the different price points that we lead people through. Lots of different things. I'm going to be quiet. You tell us what we need to know. Yeah. So it's interesting because I just, I literally just taught a uh, a workshop on this this past week. And so it's super fresh in my, in my mind. So there's a few ways that you can do this, but one of the ways that I see people being most successful with their retreats is when they already have what I would call proof of concept. So they've already got, you know, you're, you, you can't be a business if you're not bringing in clients. So they've got a mechanism where they're bringing in clients. I mean, you can use the word funnel, whatever, whatever terminology you use, you've got people coming in the door who want to work with you and you're finding a way you, you're actually, you've got some programs that you're slotting them into, whether it's one-on-one coaching, you do group coaching, uh, you know, whatever, a mm-hmm. course that you're running, but you've got a, a, a means whereby people are working with you and they are understanding and appreciating what it is that you have to offer, right? So that's a testing ground. That's what I mean by proof of concept. All of that you've got to kind of have in place. Then when the, the where a retreat really is a fantastic stepping stone is when you want to start moving up to higher ticket programs. Because anytime you can attach an in-person component to a coaching program or a mastermind or something something else or a training that's otherwise online, you can charge more money for it. And if you're attaching it already to another program, you're also filling it by default. So that's a fantastic way to do it. But you can also start lower lower end and do like a three-day retreat. You could do that locally or regionally uh, before you jump up to something that's high end or overseas. You know, go in baby steps. But start lower and then test the waters and let that be the next step 
of going deeper with the clients that you already have because the, the, it's easier to sell folks into a retreat if they already know you, like you, and trust you than picking someone off the street and putting something that high ticket and intimate in front of them. It's just, it's, it works better for everybody concerned, including right. you as the facilitator. Which is key because if you are all stressed out and out of your mind by the time you get to the retreat, what value are you going to be bringing? I mean, Not really, much. yeah, no, we, this has to be something that lights you up as well. Absolutely. People will feel that energy. Absolutely. And I tell people, if you, if you want to be leading the retreat on your own, and it's, let's say you're trying to do it budget don't take any more than eight people because that's about as many as I'd want you to manage if you're on your own. Anything above that, up to about a max of 14, and that's to, to me like the max I would go and still call it intimate, you want to have an assistant with you. And you can have the assistant be one of the members maybe of the, the group that's coming if it's someone you know well and you make an arrangement with them to help you with the logistics. It doesn't have to be something super duper formal and someone that you hire. But however you do it, make sure that you can show up and be present to hold space for your peeps during that retreat because you don't want to be running around chasing after the logistics uh, beyond a certain point. But that does bring to mind that which was in the back of my mind thinking, holy crud, this sounds like a lot of details to deal with. So, <laughs> so when people think about creating this kind of a space and this kind of an opportunity, you even said overseas which like made me think, oh, the logistics of that. So tell me a little bit about how people navigate something like a retreat. And I know that's something that you help with as well. I do. Well, yeah. listen, it depends, on, it depends on the person. It depends on their comfort level. We all know that there are the DIYers out there. And I know people, even in my own circles, who do retreats on their own, soup to nuts, the planning, the facilitation, the marketing, God bless them. And, but it's, they have like maybe a corporate event planning background or it's, it's, it's within their skill set and within their, their wheelhouse to be able to do that and do it effectively. Then there are the people on the opposite end of the spectrum who are like, heck, no, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. You know, Tamara, hello, help, <laughs> send up the white flag. So, you know, and I do, the thing of it is I work with everyone along that range. So I have things for, I have a program for the DIYers. I have a done with you program and I have a done for you service. So I work with everyone along that spectrum and really love to talk with people. I mean, I, here's what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I'm once a coach always a coach. I want to get people to the goal. And if their goal, they have a dream and a desire in their heart to host a retreat and do this deep work, I want to help however I can to get them there. Even if it's giving them the honest truth, you know what, you probably need a few more of these steps in place before you're ready. Because I'm, I'm here to set people up for success. So however I can best do that, that's what I work with people to do. So good. But there are steps. There so you are said, steps. There are clear steps. <laughs> there are steps. So we started with first, you got to have clients and you've got to have teaching material. You've got to understand where it is in your continuity of service that you might offer a retreat. Yes. What are some other steps that we need to be thinking about if we're even entertaining the idea because okay. COVID won't be here forever and we will no. be able to do this, guys. Yes, thank you for saying that because it's not an if we get back. It's a mm -hmm. when we get back to gathering and traveling. And so I'm, I'm a diehard and I'm going to be leading the way when we do as we, as, the, as we turn that corner. I'm going to be leading the way. So 
the next thing that you want to do, and by, by the way, here's a really hot tip, a really hot tip. Ask your clients where they would like to go and when and what kind of content they'd like to cover because, hello, that's going to help you fill it. I mean, you're going to create buzz. You're going to get wonderful market research, and people are then going to be dying to jump on this, this, you know, this thing that you're creating because they're all excited about it now. So that's a great tip for everyone. Because the next thing you have to think about is when are you going to do it, where, what kind of venue do you need for your teaching or for your, for your budget. So that's when we kind of start getting into the, the planning of the event itself. But step number one, and, and this is where I, I used to teach one course and I actually blew it out starting in 2021 to two different courses. The first one is all big picture planning. The how do we embed it, where, when, how, getting the market research from your clients, all of that. So you set yourself up for success. And then in the second course, we plan the party. So that we get down in the weeds of the actual planning of the retreat because everyone wants to jump into that retreat plan. Um, what are we going to have for breakfast? Exactly, the <laughs> yeah. retreat planning. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. How does this fit into your strategic goals? Let's talk a minute about how this has, you know, how is this going to be a repeatable event in your business? So we have that conversation first. So good. And then obviously there are planning the party, but I think, you know, getting retreat ready is step number one. Step number one and really makes sense for us to be focusing in on that. When you think about one of the things that that you said to me in our pre-call, which is so good and just has to be said today, is the difference between the way that you look at retreats for client retention versus client attraction. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yes, I can. So this goes with the whole proof of concept and where it is that you need to kind of be in your business. So where I see a lot of people, where this is a a big mistake that I see is people jump into this too soon. So this goes into this conversation about when are you retreat ready? If you are looking at a retreat and you're looking at it and you're, you're looking at it from the standpoint of how much profit can I make just from that event and how can it help me attract clients? it's probably, you're probably not in the right space in your business to actually be holding a retreat. And I'm sorry if I've just buzz killed for a bunch of people, but again, I'm sort of like in the tough love space here where I want to set you up for success. So the place where you, where a retreat is really like juicy, yummy, so good for your business is when you're thinking about not only the profit from the event, but what's the profit from the upsell, the re-enrollment coming out of that event? Because that's really, and the referrals that you're going to get from those people who are now like, they're like family. I mean, you've gotten so close with them. I mean, you've bonded with them over several days and they become your lifelong raving fans and they're folks who will, will naturally refer people into your business. So all of that equates to revenue, right? There's the immediate profit from the retreat, but there's this longer term revenue that comes most immediately from re-enrollments, then down the line from referrals. And people don't, they sort of ignore the, the, the client journey, the, the what do you do with them after you get them in the door? Well, retreats are a fantastic way to retain your current clients. And the longer you hold on to your clients, are you ready for this? The longer you hold on to your clients and the richer you make their journey with you, the more money they will spend with you and happily. And the more likely they are to rave about you to other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where the retreats, I think of them as really, now, can you use them as a client attraction? Yes, but that's a whole different conversation. And it's not going to be a high-end $5,000 retreat. Okay? It, just, it can't be. 
it's got, that's got to be some, for someone who's already been working with you, if that's where you want to go, it's that kind of luxury level. So it's got to be a different animal. It's a different beast. It's a different conversation. But where the, where the retreats really are best is, is as a client retention mechanism. And I just, I, you know, I vision a client working with you, maybe engaging with you over one of your programs, and then maybe masterminding with you. And part of that is then moving into a retreat together. I mean, it's something that people can look forward to and that is kind of exclusive and is something that is worked toward as they build that like, no, no like and trust factor. With Absolutely. You. And what's really great is if you have like a group coaching program or you have a mastermind, if you are a, some type of a, a higher level community where you've already, you're already building the connection, you've already got the community. You've got people who are used to seeing each other on the calls every week and they're already, you know, familiar with one another and comfortable. Having them go off with on a retreat where they actually get to interact and intersect and go deeper with each other in person is like magic. Yeah. There's nothing else like it and it will absolutely cement the bond and they are going to want to stay in that community. And that's part of what generates those re-enrollments coming out of the retreat. It's very strong. We see it time and time again. Oh, absolutely. I'm thinking about the different programs that I've been involved with and just feeling like these are my people. These are, this is my tribe. This is my whatever. So you don't want to let go of that. And I can imagine it's only that much stronger when it's, it's because, you know, if you've gone on a very small, intimate retreat with people, so, so good. So, okay. so good. So I just am dying to, I, I would love it if you would share an example of like a really awesome retreat experience that you know that some, obviously not giving out details, but I mean, like what, what is some, some of the fun things that you've worked with and what have they looked like? Well, I'll tell you the one that happened most recently, right before we went into the, the COVID, the whole sort of shutdown, and they like squeaked it in. They just came back after it, and, and they're signed up for more. They want to go back. So this is, I'll tell you about Sam and Amy, and Sam and Amy are two coaches who collaborate. They're, they have their own companies. Very, they, they coach on separate types of topics, but complementary, mm-hmm. and they offered they offer once a year a women's retreat where they combine their lists. So they come together in collaboration, which hot tip, if you're looking to fill your retreat a little bit more easily, you can think about collaborating. <laughs> right. And then you have the assistant because the two of you are, are doing it together. Bingo. Two, two birds, one stone. It's mm-hmm. so good. But anyway, that's another hot tip. So um, anyway, they, so they've come together and where they went uh, most recently, and they've done retreats before, but they, they really wanted to do a retreat somewhere different. So they came to me and I worked with them to find a, um, a location and a property that I, that I thought would be a good fit given what they were describing to me was their vision. And we found them um, a wonderful resort that is in Belize, right on the, the beach. And they've got... Um, everybody got all of the women who participated. I think they had about, I want to say about 17 participants and the two of them facilitating. Um, everyone had a beachfront little bungalow all to themselves and they came together and they had, uh, um, you know, group conversations on the beach around a fire pit. They had barbecue dinners out there. They had a native dance troupe come in and do some dancing for them and, and as a performance during their, oh, wow. their for, farewell dinner. They went, took a catamaran ride out to a private island and did snorkeling out there and had a picnic lunch 
lunch out on this little private island with the whole group. So they just they loved this destination. They are signed up again. They wanted to go. They're going to, they actually just literally yesterday just signed on for uh, February of 2022. They want to go back to the same location. Um, and they've got some ideas for, you know, how to mix it up a little bit with that group. Oh, that is so good. So yeah. all of you, I hope you're like, your, your creative juices are flowing. So to uh, Tamara's point, you could certainly do something exotic like that. That might be something you work up to. Uh, we did have a um, guest on, oh, probably about a year ago, who does beach retreats in her state, but like a couple hours away from where she lives. So, the, the, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you take people out of the country, but boy, how exciting no. is that? And I, I work with properties here across the United States as well, because we've got plenty of beautiful places to go here in the U.S. And, and let's be realistic, because those will probably come back first. It's going to probably be within the, the retreat facilitator's comfort zone and also their membership's comfort zone to maybe go locally before they go overseas. And right. so, you know, it's a question of when we can start gathering again state to state. But there are plenty of beautiful destinations here in the U.S. We've got Sedona. We've got Santa Fe is another one I love. Oh, I live in San Diego, which is, a, you know, I happen to have the, the blessing to live here, but a lot of people love to come here to vacation. We've got places you know, Mount Shasta, California, places on the East Coast in the mountains, but also Hawaii. Hawaii is a wonderful one because you get to get on a plane, you fly, you feel like you've gone somewhere exotic. It is exotic once you get but you're still yeah. in the United States. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's another great one. But there's no, you know, people can start and people can start local. They can start regional. They can do something up the road. They can do something in their state. They can do something here in the U.S. And and they can they can just take their time and move up. And and when some people want to dive right in the deep end and go international, and that's great too. I can help them get there. But you know, it's really within uh, what's within your comfort zone, and that's always a, a conversation that we have. A very honest one. Oh, so good. So what have we left on the table about? getting retreat ready, if anything, before we wrap up our time? Well, we talked about, we talked about what you need, the two basics, the teaching content and the clients and proof of concept. So having clients come in and work with you and you've got some programs and now you're kind of where it's really, I think, perfectly positioned is when you're ready to go higher ticket. When you're starting to want to go to those higher ticket programs, either using the uh, the retreat as a stepping stone to get there, a leverage point, or attaching it to an, on, an online higher ticket program that you're selling. So I think we've talked about kind of that's what the things that you need. I really think the, the big number one step, and I'll say it again, is that people really need to think about how they're strategically embedding these the, the retreats into their business and how they want to leverage them for that business growth and where they're going to position them vis-a-vis -vis their other programs and offerings. Thinking that through, folks, thinking that through is the magic number one step that everyone would love to skip over. But I'm telling you, that's where the secret sauce is. That's where your success is going to start. And once you have that in pocket, that is going to help you move forward so much more confidently and so much more successfully in really creating an amazing event. Oh, so good. If people Ooh, want timeline, to... timeline for planning. Oh, timeline. Oh, yeah. We should talk about yeah. that. Two, we almost two forgot seconds. the timeline. Two you seconds. take your time. No, you it's worth mentioning. Tell us all about it's, it. It's worth mentioning because that's the other thing that I want to mention. And that's the joy about you have time to think about how to embed this into your program. Because if you're doing something local, and you're, or you're doing something, let's say, in the same town or very local, you could put something together that's three or six months out, as long as you have a very clear idea for how you're going to market that, and you've already got some clients in-house, 
you could do something three to six months out. If you're doing something else in the U.S., or Hawaii, something that would require you to book a venue and you want to make sure that venue is going to be holding your space for that particular time of year because it's like this magical time of there to be there, like like fall in New England or something like that, then I would say give yourself six to nine months out to plan it. Overseas, I like nine to 12. I just feel a little bit more comfortable because that's a longer range and people, mm-hmm. by the way, you're, if you're going to go overseas with them, unless you're going to Mexico or the Caribbean, you're going to take them for probably a minimum of you're going to be there about seven days with them, start to finish, right? If you count in arrival and departure days. So if someone's going to put a seven-day event on the calendar, they need to have that amount of lead time. So right. you want to be planning nine to 12 months out for something international. I was thinking 24. So yes. <laughs> well, some ask- people do. Some people, I'm talking minimums, okay? Yeah, but- yeah. But you talked about, if we were to take somebody overseas for seven days, I know you were talking about teaching yeah. Like two, two to four hours a day. Yes. Um, in a long trip like that, would there be any full days of like sightseeing or travel, or would it oh, all be? Heck yeah. Well, okay, because I'm like, okay, if I'm taking someone and I'm saying no, we're going to like be here teaching for at least part of every day. I could see that maybe we would want to fill put a day or so in of so, sightseeing. Meg, super important. Let's take a massive step back because we forgot to define a retreat. A retreat has three elements, at least here in Journey Work Retreats. Number one, the teaching content. We talked about that. That's mission critical. Number two, bonding time. Like the, 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 the time to, to really experience the time with the other participants, experience the destination, experience the venue. This is not one of those conferences or seminars where you go someplace beautiful and you're locked in a hotel meeting room space for like 15 hours a day and you never see the light of day. Okay, this is not that. Okay. <laughs> And if they're calling it a retreat, they're lying to you. So um, a retreat is where you teach two to four hours a day, but the rest of the time you're going out and you're doing excursions. It could be on property activities. Maybe you're in Greece and they're doing an olive oil tasting, you know, or you're, you're in Bali and you're going to go out and visit an amazing temple and have a water ceremony in the afternoon. Um, you're going to have meals together. You're going to give them, um, if, it's a, if it's a three, four star or above uh, property, Spa treatments. So you want to give them some downtime an afternoon or two to do spa treatments. And then the third element, right? So number one, teaching time. Number two, bonding time. Number three, downtime. Downtime, you're going to give them time because that's part of what makes it transformational and impactful Mm -hmm. is you want to allow people the time to reflect, the time to journal, the time to process, absorb this information that you're sharing with them. You can even assign them some some reflection or journaling work to do in the evenings or breaking out into dyads over lunch, or you can, can, you can build that into your retreat, but give them some time to absorb the material because that is actually part of what makes it impactful. I'm so glad we got to that because oh, yeah. that, oh, that oh, we almost of, forgot the most important piece. Yeah, <laughs> that just kind of pulls it all together beautifully. So, Tamara, people want to learn more from you or follow you, uh, connect with you. How would they do that? Well, I would say the best way, and by the way, we're talking about retreat ready. We, have, we offer a retreat-ready assessment on our website, which is free. It's 15 questions, and it asks you, it teases out kind of where you are in your, in your, your business journey, and, and then there's an invitation following that to come on a call with me if you'd like to discuss the results of that. You get them back in the form that you fill out, but you're always welcome to come discuss with me a little bit more in depth. And I am going to be rolling out some classes in 2021. So if people are interested in the first class to really think about the big picture planning 
or they're ready to dive right in with that planning for getting ready for late 2021 into 2022, I'll be offering that as well. So those are all the ways that people can work with me and how they can find me on the journeyworkretreats.com website. Awesome. And those links will also be uh, on this episode show notes at starcoachshow.com. Tomorrow, it was so much fun. I knew we were going to have lots of fun. We had so much fun to have you here. Thanks for bringing what you do to all of us because it is awesome. Well, thank you. And thank you all for your listeners because I'm here to support these amazing coaches. I call them my light workers, the coaches, the healers, the transformation leaders, all of the folks who are out there doing this amazing, amazing work and stepping into the courage to follow their calling and, and bring their gifts to the world. So, so good. Thank you again. So each of us is going to engage with our clients in the way that feels authentic and genuine to us. And offering retreats might very well be one of those things that feels authentic, genuine, and exciting to you. So I want to once again thank Tamara for bringing her expertise forward. If you'd like to know more about Tamara and Journey Work Retreats, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 221 and That will give you all the information about this episode and how to connect with Tamara. I invite you back next week when I am visiting with Dr. Rebecca Eldridge. Rebecca is going to share with us five points for us to consider and think about in creating an an atmosphere, an environment in our sessions to respect cultural differences how we pay attention to the way that we engage, the way that we respect one another, and how to show up responsibly around cultural differences. It's a very timely interview, and I think it's going to give you so much good food for thought, as well as ways to, a lens to kind of look through as you engage with others. If you're enjoying the show, Consider leaving a rate and review wherever you listen to the show. Every positive review we receive brings more listeners to the show. And I want to sincerely invite you to join me every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Star Coach Facebook page, where we have a little talk around coaching every Wednesday morning and answer your questions, and highlight some things for you to think about. I'd love to have you join us. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a phenomenal week.